Hey guys, welcome back to the Teen Jesus Sisters podcast. In episode two of our To the High School Christian series today, we are going to be focusing on what it means to be single in high school following after God. We're going to be talking about the single season of it as well as diving into Proverbs because honestly, I don't feel like we get enough of the Bible on this podcast and that is God's word to us. So if you are in a place where you're able to open up a Bible or open up the Bible app on your phone, please do that and turn to Proverbs chapter 1. Alright, so to begin, just a couple of ideas first on singleness. Number one, it might be a season or it might be forever. And we have no real way of knowing that. Um, We're not the ones who are to determine the path of our lives. But in terms of dating, I would encourage you to seek someone who's gonna lead you closer to Christ. But again, that's the thing, like in high school, it's honestly a struggle to find people who are in that space where they are maturely chasing after God, who have him as their number one priority, who would, you know, even be able to lead a relationship to eventually lead a marriage. And personally, when I eventually enter into the dating world, I'm waiting for the man to take the initiative. I think that that's how God has designed it. I think that women are designed to be pursued, you know? So in your singleness, If you're a girl out there, don't worry about anything, okay? Just don't worry. God will reveal you to the right man in his time, if that is his plan. Um, But in the meantime, we are to be living a life fully, fully dedicated to God. It says in the Bible, and I'm going to paraphrase, but if you are in marriage, you are one with another person, and your interests are towards God and towards that person. But in this time of singleness, our focus is wholeheartedly on God. And that's a blessing. And God has given this time, this season to everyone, whether it lasts now, just for now, or for a lifetime. So let's go ahead and dive into Proverbs chapter 1. And if you don't have a Bible on you, I will be reading it out loud. I'm just going to clear my throat for a minute. Okay, so I will be reading in the ESV version, but let's begin. The header says, The Beginning of Knowledge. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and to sing the words of the rise of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So The first thing that I'm kind of noticing here is wisdom and instruction. 
that phrase is at the beginning and at the end in verse 2 to know wisdom and instruction and at the end of verse 7 fools despise wisdom and instruction so number one takeaway here is that a wise person obviously knows wisdom and instruction but what does that really mean so we look at wisdom right people have so many different definitions from this you know there's crystallized intelligence which is the knowledge that you gain as you go throughout life and we look at elderly people and we say oh they have so much wisdom but it does kind of lead you to the question of what kind of wisdom are they talking about here i will say i don't know the exact answer that's something that i think we should all look into which is something that i'm going to go ahead and write down in my journal but I've heard it said that, you know, wisdom is applying the knowledge in, I would say in this context, in a godly way, and really in every context. To have wisdom is to understand how God wants you to be living life and to do so. It also mentions instruction. Wisdom and instruction, to know instruction. Well, instruction, I guess there's three different places instruction can come from. Instruction can come from the world and other people. It can come from God. And it can come from yourself. Now let's go ahead and take a look at this. So first of all, the world and other people. I would say these are almost even two different things. Um, the world, if we're looking at it at the def as the definition of, you know, worldly or fleshly, that's almost what the enemy would be trying to say to you, the way that he would be trying to get you to walk in, which is in direct contradiction to what God has. Others would be, in some cases, instances of negative peer pressure you know, this is what you should be doing. You should be vaping or you should be smoking or you should be going out with this person, going out with that person, gossiping about this person. But there's also the others as in the community of God, people who will lead you closer to him. And from another place, we have it from God, the one who gives us this Bible, this instruction. So that highlights the importance of reading our Bibles, knowing what they're saying, analyzing them. Which is what we're doing right now. Um, but there's just also sitting in silence and letting God speak to you. Often I think that this comes in just thoughts that he presents to us, not necessarily in an audible voice. But even lately, I've been trying to sit with God more in silence. I've been trying to increase my prayer, my conversation with the Lord. And I've been seeing answers. These thoughts that have come into my head over the past week, I've come to know different godly pursuits that I can be going after in high school, things that I can be making a reality to serve God. Um, so that is definitely another thing is prayer. And I would even say meditation.
I don't know if you're taking notes, but right now I have wisdom with a question mark and a bunch of arrows that point to one spot and each arrow is titled something else like world or God. And from God, I have branched off reading the Bible and prayer or meditation. But let's continue to look at this. So we were just looking at to know wisdom and instruction. Um, and tying this, you know, to our times of singleness, honestly. In this kind of passage, we can see that we're meant to be seeking knowledge. We're meant to be seeking out wisdom and instruction on how to be living in the Lord. That might be instruction from God or from the older woman in the church or just from different mentors. But using this time to really dedicate to growing in God, to knowing him more. You know, if he has marriage in mind for us, preparing our hearts to receive that person, to love that person, to show the relationship between Christ and his church to other people. And even if not, and in these moments, it is to be closer to God, to know him more because he wants a relationship with us. And in that, loving others, learning to love others in this way that he demonstrates to us throughout all of the Bible. I haven't yet read through the entire Bible, but the different morals and principles and ideas that you begin to understand and see within the world, when we begin to open up this text, open up this Bible, open up this word of God. It begins to come through you. It begins to come in your thoughts, in your words. And I would just encourage you, even if it's only for five minutes a day, for two minutes a day, to get in the word of God. Think about what you're reading. Meditate on it. And I will be with you in that journey. And so will God. All right, so next we're taking a peek at verse three, to receive instruction in wise dealing. In righteousness, justice, and equity. Okay, so again, the word instruction. Um, and even throughout this passage, we see the word learning. We see the word guidance. All these different things that involve us gaining knowledge from other people. Gaining knowledge from other sources. Having the humility to say, I don't know, can you teach me? And I think... Right now, as I'm looking at this, that's an attitude that we really do need um, in terms of, you know, our pastors, the people around us, people more mature in the faith, our parents even. And it says in righteousness, justice, and equity. And it also says in wise dealing. So at first when I looked at this, I think I looked at it as you should be receiving instruction in a righteous way, in a just way, in an equal way. I guess that might have some application here. But I think what they're actually trying to say is to be instructed in the subject of vice stealing, in the subject of righteousness, in the subject of justice, in the subject of equity. And really, all of this kind of ties together. The way that I think of it, wise dealing, say you're bartering with someone, in righteousness, to be someone who is righteous and just and honest in their dealings and equal who considers the other person equally who you know isn't cheating you on it um but let's dive into this a little bit deeper number one instruction in wise dealing so i'm going to write out the word instruction 
honestly, next time I think I might have to do this on my iPad so that you guys can see what I'm writing out. Um, but take your own notes. <laughs> Instruction in wise dealing. So let's think about that. What does that mean? Like, honestly, this is a question for you to think about because I don't even know exactly what they're trying to say here. For me, the things that come to mind, first of all, you know, with money, financially, um, making different deals with other people, making promises, even that aren't financial. I guess just really in your interactions with others is the main thing. So that would be to receive instruction in how to speak to another, to let your words be seasoned with salt. Um, I guess that even ties into logic with money and bartering <laughs> to be wise in how you steward it. So let's see here, what did I say? I said, oh yes, salt. That's right. <laughs> to let your words be sprinkled with salt is something that I'm thinking of and I guess to be logical. <laughs> mm, okay, let's look at the next one. Justice. Oh wait, no, the next one is righteousness. I feel like righteousness and justice kind of go together, but we'll keep them separate for now righteousness so what does it mean to be righteous i guess it means to be seen as pure in god's eyes as unblemished i don't even know if this is right but perhaps not to be blamed for anything so i guess to go out into the world in a way where you aren't undercutting anyone, you aren't cheating anyone, but in an honest manner. Mm. To be, I guess, you know, running the other direction from sin. Hmm, yeah. And then, um, give me a minute, I'm writing this down. <laughs> Uh, going to the idea of justice and righteousness, I guess, um, not being afraid to stand up for your morals, your beliefs, defending other people. So I'm going to say protecting the poor in spirit, maybe standing up for the weak, something like that. And integrity of beliefs, integrity of character. So standing up for the weak and integrity of character. All right, and justice. I feel like when we see justice, we start thinking about the legal system um making decisions in line with god's law that honor god's law and i guess it comes back again to the same points of righteousness um 
yeah, let's take it in the context of the legal system. If you are a judge, if you are an attorney, you want to be following the laws. You know, you don't want to be lying or anything like that. So then let's take this back to the realm of singleness and dating. Um, okay. Oh, the first thing that came to mind was in dating to be honest with other people and integrity of character. Alright, if you were a single girl out there and someone comes along and they want you to compromise your character, do not do it. That is not someone that God has sent to you, okay? And I will say, I don't have any dating experience, but single people give the best advice. Alright, we give the best advice. Um, but honor God's laws and the way of justice as you live out this season. Don't compromise. Don't give up your virginity. And if you have, you can still rest in Jesus, okay? Give it up to him. He can make you pure again. But if you haven't, you only have it once. And when you've lost it, you've lost it. Um, but in everything, if do not be drawn into a relationship where you are encouraged to go against God's law. Okay, and I stand behind you and I'm praying for you. If you are in a situation like the one that I've just mentioned. But be honest with yourself. Don't chase after a guy who God doesn't even have for you. And to let your words be sprinkled with salt, be kind to the people around you and friendships. Again, this time of singleness is a time where we have our complete selves to devote to God, to chasing after him. So build these relationships up with other people. Let your words be sprinkled with salt. Be honest with them. Run in the other direction from sin. Not only is this developing in you, you know, the idea of sanctification, becoming more like Christ, but it also prepares you for later on in life, for possibly raising a family, for raising people up in God's way. Um, but yeah, don't compromise on the integrity of your beliefs. Don't compromise on what God has for you. Now I'm going to read this passage that we just went through again, and then we're going to have a couple more notes and end off this podcast episode, because honestly, I need to go do my homework, and I gotta release this episode today, so <laughs> I'm gonna reread through this. Proverbs 1, 1 through 7. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. 
So I feel like seven is very impactful. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. You cannot have true knowledge or wisdom without understanding God's power and his might. Um, and we are to choose the humility to continue learning, even when there are things we understand, to continue seeking out guidance, seeking knowledge and wisdom and instruction, and passing that knowledge along to others. In a different place, it says, um, to teach the younger women of the church, which I think through my podcast and other pursuits is something that I'm trying to do personally, but teach the people around you. I'm not saying to force mentor them, but be an example to them. Not necessarily an example of this is what the perfect Christian does, but rather an example of vulnerability, of this is what it means to know Christ. This is what it means to be redeemed. And yes, we still fall short, but in the end, we have Christ. So I'm going to go ahead and end us off in prayer. Um, And I really do pray that this was impactful for you. Feel free to send me any prayer requests. You can DM them to uh, Teen Jesus Sisters on Instagram, or I might even put up a story soon about that. Um, Or feel free to just fill out the question box below this. And let me know if you liked this style of podcasting. I think it was really nice to just go through a biblical passage together. I didn't do any preparation before this, so it was really kind of just a spontaneous let's sit down together and study the Bible, but I hope you're able to get something out of it. Let's pray. God, I just want to thank you for the person on the other side of this. Um, I thank you that they made the decision to just join you and me in this Bible study in this time of getting to know you better, Lord. I feel like I learned a lot, really, truly, and I'm so grateful that you just gave us this opportunity to sit together. Um, And I pray for the girl on the other side of this, or the boy, (laughs) that wherever they go this week, that you would guide their steps, that they would give it all up to you, and that you would just work in their lives, that you would show them your power and your might. And I pray that you would guide us in wisdom and instruction, that we would consider, that we would continue to seek you out continue to run back to you and that we would be able to yes teach the younger women of the church yes to be passing all these things along to those who need them but yes lord just thank you for this time and i pray that we will keep you at the forefront of our minds in jesus name amen